0: What's happening? Will Freeman, com. Coming to you today, part five, how to fight fear. Tactic number four, controlling your physical state. All right, if you haven't watched the other four videos uh, in this series, please check them out, especially number one, where we talk about the actual strategies and why it's so important to fight fear for your quality of life and pursuit of happiness. And in the last couple of videos we talked about uh, you know tactics for social anxiety and things like this and this one we are talking about the specific tactic in your battle against fear controlling your physical state and this might be one of if not the most important um, tactics in your battle against fear maybe even more so than controlling your mental state and because when you change your physical state, you change your mental state. You change the neurotransmitters within your uh, body, within your brain, and that in turn changes the thoughts that you have. So you might have you know, racing thoughts and fearful thoughts, and after a good 45 minutes of exercise, and a nice long hot shower, and then a cold shower, those racing, racing thoughts are gone and you feel nice and relaxed, okay? This is, um, you know, changing your physical state, even without drugs or supplements at all, is a very, very powerful, if not more powerful way to reduce your levels of fear, especially if you make it part of your uh, daily routine. A daily routine is so crucial. Okay, um, I talk about this in my book, How to Get Organized. I talk about this in part two, How to Set That Up. Um, if you want to see the book, check out Revolutionary Lifestyle slash How to Get Organized or slash books, whichever way you want to get it. But you got to have that daily routine. Um, If you are serious about lowering your level of fear and anxiety and stress, you have to have a daily routine so that everything is running smoothly, okay? And this is especially true when it comes to your physical state because there are five key things that you have to do and we are much more human than we want to admit, okay? When I was younger and I started reading reading personal development, I was like, man, I'm going to be able to control my state so well and I'm going to be able to eat whatever I want and, you know, like... It doesn't work that way, okay? We are much more human than we think we are. Your physical state and your well-being very much depends on what you ate that afternoon, okay? If you went in and ate something shitty and you ate too many carbs, you could be feeling very depressed and lethargic even though you were in a great mood before that. is especially true as you get older. I'm gonna be 35 this year and every single year, the diet and everything being in check uh, becomes much more important which uh, sucks because I love to eat, and I love to eat um, all kinds of food, especially the food that's not healthy for me. So, but it is what it is, okay? And, but the reward you get from controlling your state is the fact that you get to live, um, it is very, very helpful for creating a low fear lifestyle, okay? So, the five key things, um, or sorry, the four key things that I'm gonna focus on here are sleep, diet, uh, physical routine, and supplements and they are all, I would say, equally important, all right? The idea is fear comes from a lack of neurotransmitters, okay? You've got acetylcholine, you've got um, dopamine, you've got serotonin, you've got GABA. Any very low levels of any of those neurotransmitters is gonna be bad news. However, uh, the big two to watch for are serotonin and GABA, okay? Serotonin is the one that the SSRIs or the prescription um, antidepressants and anti-anxiety drugs focus on, whereas GABA is the one that uh, phenibut and alcohol focuses on. Okay, the ones that make you feel relaxed. Um, You know, also your opiates are something to take into account. Uh, Then that's what the feeling you get of relaxation that you get from kratom or exercise, and the entire way that you feel is based on the chemicals within your brain. Okay? Everything comes down to having those chemicals at a consistently high level, ideally as naturally as possible with some supplementation here or there, but not hardcore stuff like MDMA, which is going to throw everything out of whack. Okay? Um, it is about making your neurotransmitters consistently high so that you consistently feel low, feel low levels of fear. Okay, if your neuro- neurotransmitters are consistently low, you're going to feel fearful. You're going to you're going to have a lot of reframing to do with your thoughts. It's that simple. And those neurotransmitters are within your body. So it's they are 100% not 100% but they are very dependent on how you feel within your within your body. So that should be a major part of your goal is getting those neurotransmitters to a consistently high level on um, on a daily basis. And a large part of that comes down to your physical routine. So number one is sleep. Okay, you cannot slack on sleep, big time. All right, you you want to you want to get a cold, you want to start to feel anxious, then start cutting off your sleep. Uh, look at anybody who has a young child where they only get two or three hours of of, of sleep at night, and they're constantly getting up. They are anxious. They are uh, they're going to be like twenty percent more fearful about all their their bills and everything else because they're not getting enough sleep because your brain is not restoring itself properly and therefore cannot produce the uh, proper levels of neurotransmitters that you need to not feel fear on a consistent basis. Okay. That's the, the one thing that's important. Quality sleep is just important. Okay. Over there in that corner, I have a CPAP machine because I snore and stop breathing during my sleep. Um, one part of that is the hockey stick I took to the nose in grade five that deviated my septum. Another part is like apparently I have a naturally, um, small throat and a long tongue. I went and got a check to the doctor and it's like, you know, he was surprised because I wasn't overweight, but you know, I had those symptoms. Every girl I slept next to said that it, you know, it sounds like you're dying and it pretty much took me until last year where I was like, you know what, I better get that checked out before I die in my sleep. And I had sleep apnea, so I sleep with a fucking Darth Vader mask. I haven't noticed a ton of a difference, but I do feel good knowing that I am getting air and I'm not waking up, you know, 200 times a night. And it's probably – I'm probably getting a lot of cumulative benefits from that and, and benefits that will – um occur throughout the years. Although I have heard from guys, uh, especially Victor Pride said that the oxygen concentrator is a big thing and using like a tongue depressant thing. So that's something I'm gonna look into to make sure that I'm getting the right levels of oxygen. But you know it's it's on the agenda. One of my one of my many uh product projects on the agenda. But for now I'm just using the CPAP machine. All right. Big thing uh to take care of is your sleep. If your sleep is fucked, okay um, your chemicals are going to be fucked and they are never, it's never like they're never out of whack in a good way. It's never like, okay, I'm not getting ad- adequate sleep. So, you know, now that I have higher than ne- average neurotransmitters, no, it's always going to be lower. All right. And the other important thing is making sure that you are getting up early. All right. You're getting up at, I like to get up at six o'clock and. That's because the circadian rhythm is a real thing. Your body produces um, testosterone around that time. You're used to getting up around the sunrise. You're evolved for it. And it's one of those things where I would have thought was like hippie bullshit, but I've tried it so many times. I would love to be able to go out late at night and party, but I just can't do it. Even the difference between waking up at six and waking up at eight is a big difference. But waking up at six and waking up at 10 is like, a huge difference not just in energy levels but in terms of you know how stable my mood is and how calm I feel. Um, getting up early and going to bed around that 10 to 12 o'clock window at night is very important. The way you do that is check out my article on how to become a morning person where um, I talk about basically you just make sure that you're up at 6 and then you fall asleep whenever you're tired and eventually this sleep cycle will rewire itself and some nights you'll get a bit less rest, but then you'll be more tired that day and you'll fall asleep a bit earlier and it evens itself out. But the key is to set the clock for six and get up in accordance. So that's number one, that's sleep. Number two is diet. Again, it all comes down to the neurotransmitters in your brain and neurotransmitters, just like everything else in your body, are based on what you eat. If you are inputting your machine with garbage, then the output is gonna be garbage, okay? If you're feeding yourself just nothing but junk food, then you're not gonna have the proper levels of neurotransmitters and things aren't gonna be functioning properly and you're gonna feel it with increased fear and increased anxiety because you are feeding your machine garbage, Mm -hmm. all right? Especially when it comes to stuff like serotonin and GABA. So the big things in diet are like getting adequate water, which is like two liters per day, your body is uh, 70, 75% water. Correct me if I'm wrong, um, but it you are made of primarily of water, so it's important to make sure that all your cells are getting adequate water. Um, the eating clean is important, which is hard for me. I would say I'm meaning cleaning 70% of the time, at least during the day, and then I'll not, at night I'll usually have a dessert, sometimes more than one, but that's still something that I'm, I'm looking to get full control of but you know really you just have to eat, be eating mostly clean okay especially during the day when the days is like for me at least is when when I would have more fear levels I don't have, I'm not particularly uh, prone to fear and anxiety because I've done a lot of work and I've got my everything together and I, I think but the day uh, there's definitely more uh, the nights to me is more relaxing so the day is when you want to eat clean uh, especially and keep those energy levels you know high and those fear levels low and those neurotransmitters high okay so eat clean as, as clean as you can have that consistent energy coming I eat a lot of chicken breasts and rice throughout the day to give me like a consistent energy level and um, you know to keep me feeling relatively calm a big thing to look out for is blood sugar drops okay if you haven't eaten carbs, or If you're like me, if I haven't eaten carbs in a while okay I fast I intermittent fast till noon but if I don't eat a carb I uh, let by let let's say two o'clock, then my mood starts to go down and anxiety starts to go up um, I don't get quite dizzy, but I get to the point where I'm a slight bit nauseous and you know the anxiety gets a bit higher not that it's high to begin with but it's a it's a big thing is making sure that you have consistent your blood sugar is consistent throughout the day. Um, I'm not a huge fan of these really low carb diets unless you unless you work well on it. I'm a fan of having the consistent carbs throughout the day, not too much, but enough so that your fucking blood sugar is consistent, all right? that's it becomes more important as you get older, big time. And the last thing on diet is FODMAPS, which is an acronym for, uh, it's a massive acronym that I'm not gonna butcher here, but you can look it up, it's capital F, it's all capital letters, F-O-D-M-A-P-S. And basically it's a term for a long-term um, or long-term carbohydrates or long-chain carbohydrates that your body has difficulty digesting, okay? Some examples are gluten dairy. Those are the major ones that people know about. But the, the other examples are like garlic, onions, um, strawberries. There's some like weird shit on there to the point where I was like, I was wondering why, um, shawarmas didn't sit well with me. And then I looked into FODMAPs and was like, Oh, garlic and onions and dairy, you know, it's like a, a triple threat for me. Whereas I'm okay with gluten, but, um, and I'm de- decent with cheese, but like milk is a no-go, um, garlic is a no-go onions is okay, but it's not great, but you have to learn what your FODMAP, FODMAPs are. Okay. Um. If you are if you're constantly having like irritable bowels, then you probably have a, a number of different FODMAPs maps that are not sitting well with you, and that's something you definitely need to get in check because you know if you're if you are have an irritable stomach, that means you're not digesting food properly, and it means you're not getting proper nutrients, and therefore your neurochemicals are not going to be proper, and they will be lower, and you'll have more anxiety than if you got your diet in check. Okay. You don't have to eat super, super healthy, but you just like a big thing is just avoiding what you're allergic to and figuring out what you're allergic to. So like go to the Wikipedia FODMAPs page and start looking into those because, you know, there's stuff like strawberries and and things like that on there. Or, you know, for some people, chocolate is no good. Um, You really have to be careful. And whereas like, I can eat a cheeseburger from McDonald's and I don't feel particularly great, but it's not it's not as bad as eating a lot of garlic. So understand what you're allergic to and try and avoid eating those things so you get the proper nutrition. That's my point. And try and make sure that your diet is on point. If not on point, like at least 70% there or at least 50% there. At least eat clean during the day. You know, healthy lunches, dirty dinners. At least, at least you know, do your dirt at night after you've done the work for today. For the day, okay? Uh, you know, at least try and move the ball forward a little bit. If diet's like a big problem, if you'd love to eat like I do, I know, you know, eating healthy is boring as fuck. But if you are having a problem with anxiety, then you do have to get serious, and that's one of the, the serious areas um, to help you live a low fear lifestyle. So that's number two. Number three, in controlling your physical state, is controlling your physical routine. Okay, I'm going to give you my physical routine. I wake up at 6, I start getting the water in me, I take a caffeine pill. We'll talk about caffeine, that might be something that you want to avoid, but I take it and I've got my energy and now I start doing stretching. I use a theracane on my back, I do shoulder dislocations with a TheraBand, I stretch my neck out and I really loosen myself up. Okay, Because I have a bit of scoliosis in my upper spine and this helps to loosen me up, it also helps to get me relaxed. I've loosened my back up at least... over the last three years, and it's something I'll do a video on, very, very helpful, and uh, it starts making me feel relaxed, and you want to have as little tension in your body as possible, okay, because tension produces cortisol, produces um, stress hormones, and when that tension is relaxed, like after a massage, you physically feel more relaxed, okay, so I do the stretching, and I hop on the high uh, elliptical and I do medium intensity for like the first 15 minutes and then high intensity for the last five. And I do that every morning. And two days out of the week, I do uh, heavy lifting before that with weights, including like heavy squats. And that does a big job for relaxing me. And then I come back and I do my yoga routine. Okay, which you can look, uh, you can look on for my videos of my quick like 15 minute yoga routine do that um, then I used to do a prayer and or sometimes I'll just lie on the mat and do a quick meditation relax control my thoughts a little bit then I hop in the shower and I do like a 20 minute hot shower sometimes 30 minutes man because I love my hot shower and I do some more stretching I just loosen up my stretching up my neck a little bit and then I turn the shower to cool or cold and I don't get the cold shower that I had in Canada here in Thailand but I get a cool shower to cool down all right And throughout the day, I will take another one or two hot showers followed by cool showers. And there is no time where I get out of the shower and I do not feel 10 to 15% more relaxed, a long hot shower and followed by a cool shower, which is why I take two to three showers a day. I also like being clean and it's really fucking hot in this country, so I kind of have to. That is my um, daily routine. I also try and minimize ejaculation as much as humanly possible, okay? If fear is a big problem for you, maybe the the best anti-anxiety that I know of is no ejaculation, no porn, no masturbation, no ejaculation for as long as you can. That is a massive, massive fear killer, if not the big one, okay? So try and do that as little as you can, all right? you know, that's the routine that I would recommend, or you can just take those things that I do, um, and use them, you know, where it's necessary for you. But again, the more exercise, the better, the more hot showers, the more yoga, the more, um, stretching, the more ejaculation, even if you want to do get massage, all that stuff is really good. Okay. And you know, there's a point where you can get too much of it, but you know, for for most purposes, like the more of that the better, where you can just follow my routine or use, use them as necessary, okay? Those are the things I recommend. Lastly, number four, supplements, okay? Supplements do work. Uh, most don't, but the ones that do are quite effective, okay? So I take caffeine every day. Now, if you have a big problem with anxiety, I would avoid caffeine if at all possible. Okay, if you have high energy levels, but you have anxiety, I would avoid caffeine. Um, caffeine definitely does raise anxiety, does raise fear. However, I'm very much addicted to it and it gives me energy. And, you know, there's some other health benefits to it. Um, I'm considering going on a caffeine fast, but every time I do, it become very unproductive and then I, I go back on. So uh, it also helps blunt my appetite so that I don't have to eat till noon and I I get to keep my intermittent fasting nice and clean. So, anxiety is not a huge problem for me. Um, However, I have started taking caffeine with theanine in the mornings, okay? Theanine is a GABA agonist, which is uh, one of the um, chemicals responsible for relaxation, which we covered already. It's the same one that phenibid and alcohol cover, except it's one that you can take uh, five days a week without much Tolerance and, and without much withdrawal. So I take it with in the morning with 100 milligrams of caffeine. Um, I take the GABA and then I take it again in the afternoon when I have another caffeine pill or uh, mocha frappuccino. All right. Um, so that's five days a week. I recommend taking zinc magnesium, uh, ZMA, uh, every night before bed. Okay. 500 milligrams. I, I've tested them both, you might not need the ZMA, you might just be good with magnesium, or calcium and magnesium, but you take that before bed, and that is a game changer, especially if you have, if you take a lot of caffeine, because caffeine leaches magnesium out of your body, all right, if you've ever had um, an Epsom salts bath, and it felt amazing, that's because you're magnesium deficient, and you're getting magnesium uh, through your pores, through, through the Epsom salts, but I swear to you, when I started taking like magnesium, it probably cut off, um, you know, intrusive thoughts or neg- or like fearful thoughts by like 20%. It's huge, it's massive. And I realized I was completely magnesium deficient because of probably a few things in my diet, a few things with my gut and the fact that I uh, take so much caffeine. So that is a number one, that's the number one supplement that I would recommend everybody takes. Um, I'll give you links below in the article, um, on revolutionarylifestyledesign.com, and very, very important uh, that you take magnesium. You will notice a difference within three to four days. And since it's you're just restoring a supplement that you're deficient in, you can you can take it every day, as opposed to theanine, which I would probably only take five days a week. I'm still figuring out uh, my game plan. All right, I'm still figuring out the to- the total game plan. But for now, it's five days a week of theanine. It's ZMA every every day before, before bed. It is also 5-HTP before bed uh, five days a week on the weekend or on the weekdays. 5-HTP is a serotonin agonist as opposed to a GAVIN agonist, which is another um, uh, chemical help, which is one, one of the other big neurotransmitters that is responsible for relaxing you. And this is again, is something that you will feel within um, two to three days. Some guys have told me that it's stronger or works better for them than a prescription SSRI. And it's natural, it's synthesized from tryptophan. It's basically like eating a big turkey dinner before bed, except without you know all the health consequences. Okay, that's, that's what high levels of tryptophan feel like. Now it takes a bit of the energy off the next day. Um, it takes a bit of the edge off of your thinking, maybe by like 5%, but you do feel pretty damn calm, like I'm in traffic and I'm like, you know, I just have less, I just have less anxiety, less, uh, and, and more calm and it's really going to help, you know, control your physical state. All right. And the other two that I, I would conditionally recommend if you don't have an addictive personality, okay, it's Fenibit and Kratom. You can see my review for Fenibit, which is a GABA agonist. It's the best one I know of, but it has, um, it does have addict addiction uh, potential and, and serious withdrawal potential, so I don't recommend it using using it for more than um, one to two days per week. The other one is kratom, which again has um, affects your opiates uh, and also has addiction and withdrawal potential, and I don't recommend using that more than two days a week. So what you can do on the weekends is you can do like Saturday Fenibit, Sunday kratom, or Saturday Sunday Fenibit, or Saturday Sunday kratom you like the other one more, depending on what you like. But again, if you have an addictive personality, that's a no-no big time. I don't want anyone getting a habit because of me. This is if you're already, uh, if you have really good self-control, um, then you can do that. So basically, here's how it looks. You've got your um, magnesium every day before bed. Then you've got caffeine every day or ideally no caffeine. Um, and then you've got Theanine five days a week, which gives two days off. Theanine five days a week on, on weekdays, which gives two, day, two days off for your receptors to recover. And then you've got 5-HTP five days a week during the weekends, uh, which gives you, again, two days to recover on the weekend, your um, serotonin uh, receptors, okay? And then you have the sort of more recreational ones that you only wanna take once or twice a week on the weekends. Give that a shot. Let me know. You can do it without the uh, the Phenobitocratum completely, okay? And just have uh, the weekend sort of be a recovery period. You will still get sort of a positive hangover because as those as the 5-HTP and, and the 9 are clearing out of your system. So you still will feel higher than normal, especially with the magnesium in there. And if you're going to my site and you've tried my um, how to feel 15% better with uh, caffeine, uh, Fi or caffeine five htp magnesium and l dopa take that article and just take the l dopa out if if anxiety and fear is a big problem then l dopa will not be your friend okay and that's very important to understand because there are a few things that you should avoid when it comes to supplements all right avoid caffeine if possible avoid caffeine. uh minimize if not then like try and minimize your caffeine to where you're functional but you're not going overboard and Stay the fuck away from weed, that's going to jack up your paranoia, and stay away from any dopamine agonists, which are nicotine, uh, cocaine, Adderall, and L-DOPA. Even though L-DOPA is natural and and less effective than those, it is a dopamine agonist, and they will, um, you know, dopamine will like lift your mood, but it also jacks up your fear. So those drugs should be avoided and that's that's very important okay if you are smoking a lot of weed and wondering why you're fearful and paranoid you're wondering if it's the weed yes it's the weed okay yes it's the weed every like for a lot of guys that i know who smoke a lot of weed they are more fearful than the average guy when i used to smoke a lot of weed in university i became quite paranoid it's not the drug for me i wish it was because there was some cool there's stuff that i like about it but it definitely brings out that paranoia so avoid those ones all right that's it that's how to control your physical states sleep diet routine supplements but again make sure you check out this whole series um this is part number five and especially check out part number one so that you have the right strategy and not just uh specific tactics you really need the right strategy the right meta frame for approaching fear because it is such a big issue And it is so important to get fear under control to maintain your quality of life and your pursuit of happiness. And that's it. So stay tuned for um, part six on the next tactic. And as always, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Thank you for checking me out at RevolutionaryLifestyleDesign.com. I wish you all the best in your personal development journey.